my brothers and sisters in the Lord, a few people leading up to today have offered some complaints or some time of being disgruntled that today, Ash Wednesday, is also the same day as Valentine's Day. As one individual told me, they said, Father, what am I supposed to tell my wife? We're going to go to church and we're going to have ashes placed on our forehead and then we're going to go to Ruth Chris tonight and tell them we can't have any steaks. So we have two grilled cheese sandwiches and two glasses of water. Very romantic. But certainly, my friends, there is something about true love. Wonderful little story. You may remember the old comedian, Jack Benny. Jack Benny, as he got older, was in a floral shop one day, and he was looking at all the beautiful flowers, and he said to the florist, you know, when I die, I want my wife to receive a single red rose every day of her life. And when Jack Benny died, in his will to his wife Mary, he left provisions that every single day she received one perfect red rose delivered to their home. They were married over 48 years. But you see, my brothers and sisters, love is a beautiful thing. And what I want to propose to you today, my friends, is, is that there is an intimate connection between Ash Wednesday and the real meaning of St. Valentine's. Because you see, my friends, when we talk about St. Valentine's Day, when we talk about the real individual St. Valentine, we're not talking about chocolates and stuffed animals. We're not talking about cupids with arrows dancing around. We're talking about a third century martyr, St. Valentine of Rome. Because of his love for God and his love for his faith, St. Valentine continued to preach the gospel even amidst the persecutions from the Roman Empire. He would marry couples secretly until one day he was discovered. And he was ordered to go to Rome where he was placed in prison. But that didn't stop him. He continued to preach the faith, faith to the God he loved. He actually became sort of good acquaintances with the emperor, Emperor Claudius at the time. And they were sort of getting, away, getting along very well until St. Valentine tried to convert the emperor. And that's when the order was given that he should be killed, whether by clubs or off with his head decapitation. And although much of his life is known from Christian legend, one of the stories says that while he was in jail, right before he was sentenced to death, he healed the jailer's daughter, who was blind. Her sight was given back to her. And he wrote a letter to her before going to his death, and he handed it to the jailer's daughter, and he signed the letter, Your Valentine. Your Valentine. My brothers and sisters, there is an intimate connection between Ash Wednesday and St. Valentine. Because you see, my dear friends, today in a very special way, God says to you and he says to me, be my Valentine. Because what does that mean? That simply means very profoundly that you are loved. You are loved. And God loves us so much that he calls us back to him each and every day. 
On this Ash Wednesday, we begin the holy and penitential season of Lent. We will come forward in a few minutes and will be marked on the forehead with ashes in the sign of the cross, the sign of our faith. And that sign, my brothers and sisters, is a way for God to say, be my valentine, because the sign of the cross is the sign of God's ultimate love for you and for me. It is the reminder of who we are and who we are called to be. It is a reminder that everything in life is not about this world, because all of that is passing away. Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. As both St. Paul and the prophet Isaiah write something very similar, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, mind cannot even conceive what God has ready for those who love him. That we are called to take on the spirit of conversion, the spirit of repentance, and to truly believe in the good news in the message of the gospel. So you see, my brothers and sisters, Ash Wednesday is not contrary to the true St. Valentine, because it's all about true love. Not simply romantic love or erotic love, but agape, self-sacrificial love. The love of God on that cross and our love for Him. And so we enter into this holy season asking ourselves, how do we return to God? How do we undergo this conversion? How do we truly prepare our hearts so that we can receive that sign of the cross in purity and in love, in wisdom and in fortitude by God's grace and God's strength. One of my favorite readings is always the first reading on Ash Wednesday. It's always taken from the book of the prophet Joel. And to understand this reading, my friends, you need to know a little bit about the context. Because as Joel is speaking to the people, they have just undergone a great disaster. Because at this particular period of time, a swarm or an army of locusts had just invaded the kingdom of Israel, the nation of Israel. And these locusts, my brothers and sisters, were very detrimental to the people and to their society. Because when the swarm of locusts came, they come like an army marching in. They eclipse the sun. The sound of the locusts sounds like a tornado moving through. And when the first batch or the first army moves through, they strip everything that is green. When the second batch of the locusts come through, they even strip the bark off the trees. And what is left? Nothing. Total nothing. It is decimated. And that is what the people are experiencing at this time. And because the Jewish people had an agricultural society, when you lose your crops, that is very problematic because you will also lose your animals. And with no crops and no animals, people begin to starve. And this is where the people were after this great disaster. Anxiety was high. Confusion was high. Fear was high. Worry was high. And to all of that, what does Joel say to them? Very important from our first reading. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, 
with fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your hearts and not your garments and return to the Lord your God. Returning, my friends, returning to God, because you and I both know that oftentimes in life, when things are really tough, when the cross is really heavy, when we've gone through something that has been really, really difficult, we come to understand and realize it is only God that gets us through that we can only have our dependence on Him. And Joel is reminding the people, return to the Lord. And it's not about the externals. That's why he says, rend your hearts and not your garments, because the common practice for repentance for the Jewish people was for them to tear open their shirts as an act of repentance. And Joel says, don't worry about tearing off your clothes. Worry about what's going on inside. Worry about your heart. That's why Jesus says, when we talk about the three common Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, don't worry about doing it in public for people to see and to congratulate you or to say how holy you are and this and that. Do it in secret and in quiet because those are the things that lead our heart back to God. Because sin, my brothers and sisters, sin is missing the mark. Sin is turning away from God. And when we have sin in our life, we cannot truly open our hearts up to God's grace because there is an impediment. There's something impeding that grace, impeding God's love because we have turned away from it. Or we've closed off part of our heart to God. And that's why as we begin on this Ash Wednesday, we receive that sign of the cross and we open up our hearts and we ask the Lord for forgiveness and we take these 40 days to examine what in my life is not of God. What is God calling me to do? What do I need to give up? What do I need to uproot so I can be a better disciple and so that I can truly proclaim the message of the gospel by my daily life? There's a wonderful Jewish story or Jewish legend that goes like this. One day there was a disobedient angel and the disobedient angel stand, went to stand before the Lord God. And he asked the Lord God for forgiveness because he had been disobedient. And the Lord said, I will forgive you, but you have to atone for your disobedience. And so he said, I want you to go down to earth, and I want you to bring back to me the most precious gift that you can find. And so the disobedient angel, he goes down to earth, and he finds a soldier dying on the battlefield from his wounds, protecting his country. So he gets a little bit of the soldier's blood and he brings it back to the Lord God. And the Lord God said, while it is a great grace to give your life for the protection of your country, that's not the greatest gift. So he sends the angel back. And the angel this time finds a nurse taking care of a sick child. The child is dying. The disease is contagious. The nurse has been caring for the child. She too has caught the disease herself. And she's there comforting the child with the sweat just dripping down her face. And so he takes a little droplet of that sweat and he brings it back to the Lord God. And the Lord God says, while that is a precious gift, it is not the most precious gift. So he sends the angel back. And on the third time, the angel finds a farmer. The farmer had just gotten robbed. Someone stole one of his animals. And he knew who it was. It was his neighbor the guy that lived next door. And so the farmer said, I'm going to take care of that. 
So the farmer got his weapon. And he got his weapon and he went over to the other man's house. And he went, as he went over to the other man's house, he saw him in the window and he was going to take him out. But as he was looking at that man, he saw him beginning to tuck his children into bed and kissing his wife. And the other man who was about to kill this man, he had a change of heart. He said, what am I about to do? I'm going to ruin this gentleman's life and his family's life over an animal. And tears began to flow as he asked God for forgiveness. And so the angel took one of those tears and he brought that tear back to the Lord God. And the Lord God looked at that tear and he said, yes, that is the greatest gift. A tear of repentance. A tear of conversion. What does Jesus say in the gospel? There's more rejoicing in the kingdom of heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 people who have no need of repentance. You see, my friends, on this Ash Wednesday, God is inviting us to come home. He's inviting us to open our heart to Him, to uproot whatever sinfulness is in our life, whatever is not of God, and according to His commands and holy ways, so that we can be a more perfect and a more beautiful disciple so that we can truly love in the same way that God loves us. As you come forward in a few moments to receive those moistened ashes on your forehead, remember you are dust, not the dust you shall return. Repent and believe in the gospel. I also want you to think of the Lord God saying to you, be my valentine. It simply means, my friends, that you and I are loved. And because of that love, God is calling us to return.